edition of Cove Inspiration with Dio Israel. Today, I am delighted to be hosting a special person, the former Deputy Governor of Lagos State. He is an astute politician, but before he went into politics, he was a banker. He was actually the founder of, uh, co-founder of First Atlantic Bank and has a pedigree that is exceptional. His family is also blessed with a lot of first and achievement. His wife is a justice in the in, in, in the judiciary of Lagos State. I have with me His Excellency Otumba Femi Pedro. Your Excellency, good to have you on the show today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Thank God in the middle of the pandemic, we are all healthy. So we give glory to God. I, absolutely. We are looking well too. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Lady, this is an interview I've been looking forward to. And a lot of people, when I said Otuma Femi Pedro is coming, they're like, oh my God, wow, wow. And I see them all hiding and joining us on the YouTube. I'm going to try to get on Instagram now. But a lot of people know you for your, a lot of people that know you nowadays or the younger generation know you as former deputy governor of Lagos State. They don't know the businessman, the investor, Femi Pedro. Who is the economist? Investor Femi Pedro. Well, uh, first of all, um, prior to my becoming deputy governor, I spent 22 years in the banking industry. Started at the Central Bank of Nigeria at the age of 25, and uh, later joined First City Merchant Bank. Worked with the founder and owner of First City Merchant Bank Group, Otumba Shibomibalogun, as his executive assistant. From there, wow. I joined the team that started Guarantee Trust Bank as one of wow. the original investors. And I worked wow. there as a senior management position. For eight years, I was at Guarantee Trust Bank before I became managing director of First Atlantic Bank. And wow. um, I tried to chronicle my experience hmm. in both public and private sector in the book that I've just written which is titled The Formula for Wealth. Hmm. And uh, really, that's why I'm on your program. I want people yes, to sir. be aware of all the things I have in that book for them. Yes, a lot sir. of people are struggling financially. And they're looking I'm, for I'm live on Instagram, sir. So you can also join, watch me and then request to join me on that, sir. OK, yes, I, I'm, I'm doing that right away. Yes, sir. OK. I'm just I'm waiting. Okay, so yes. Yes, I'm listening to you. Yes. So, okay. Yes. So, I want to share my story with people. Yes. I've yes, taken my time. To, yes. I've taken my time to write this book. It's, uh, it's rich with knowledge and information. And I want to share this with the younger ones. Uh, it took me this many years, almost 40 years, in both the public and private sector to get to where I am today. And I want, I want you to get there smoothly and in far shorter time. If you follow... We, the, we have the camera on the iPad is not looking at your face. Okay. The, um, okay, can you see me now? Am I okay? No, no, this one is fine. It's the Instagram. Oh, okay. You want me to put the camera on the Instagram close to my face? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. So can see your okay. Is it okay now? Okay. Right, yeah. So um, the story is that I want to share my story with people, and uh, I don't want people to struggle financially. I want them to be in a position to defeat poverty and create wealth for themselves. And it's not that difficult if you follow the rules of wealth. I enunciated in my book. And that's my life history. I've shared my experience from 1982 when I started working up to date, which is 38 years. And uh, I can say that by the grace of God, I'm very comfortable, very, very comfortable before I became deputy governor of Lagos State. And I've only and been able to. That's the story that I wanted you to tell us first, so they can know. Because a lot of people think that you should be writing about politics. Well, I, I joined Central Bank at the age of 26. 
after my NYSC. And um, by the time I turned 32, I had already invested heavily in a new bank, Guarantee Trust Bank. At the age of 33, we set up the bank. And uh, eight years after, at the age of 41, I became managing director of First Atlantic Bank. So, and um, all this was, was possible because I understood, even at a younger age, the formula for wealth. And it's this formula for wealth that I'm sharing with you, your listeners, and the people of Nigeria today. Uh, if you follow that formula, you will succeed. I can assure you, there is no shortcut to wealth creation. It's painstaking, it's time consuming. You have to be relentless, you have to be bold, you have to be determined, you have to be ready, you have to be committed to it, and you have to be persistent. And there are several values I enunciated in this book that most people lack. And if you lack those values, you will struggle. And I don't want you to struggle. Whether you are an entrepreneur, you are a professional, you are an employee of an institution, you are in public service, you don't have to be trapped in poverty. If you apply yourself early enough in life and you stay focused on your goal and your vision. Mm, absolutely, sir. Amazing. So I, if I take it from here, I really want to dig deep into the mindset because people don't buy a product. They buy into people. And so it's important to have an understanding of who MFE was or his journey. What led you to starting First Atlantic Bank? Okay. Stepping out and taking the risk. Okay, let me start from the time I was at Central Bank of Nigeria. I was a young graduate, full of hope for the future, exuberant, and ready to go. I was working, I had a boss who was 55 years old. He had been in Central Bank for the past 30 years prior to that. He had risen to the level of director. But I wasn't impressed with him. He was a good man, but he was struggling, always full of complaints and lamentation about his situation in life, that he was always broke, struggling to pay his children's school fees. And I looked at him. I said, if this man had worked there for 30 years, and his situation is like this, it means that in 30 years' time, I will be just as poor as he is. So I told myself, this is not the place for me. I have to find my own calling in life. I began to search to move out of Central Bank. And luckily for me, due to my relentless efforts, I was able to land a new job at First City Merchant Bank. And I was posted to work in the office of the executive chairman. That changed my life. Wow. I looked at him. Here was a man who owned a bank. And he was very proud of his bank. He carved out what he called the culture of excellence. And he trained us on that culture. And I kept telling myself, someday very soon, I will own my own bank. That became my dream. And I was determined and I was committed to it. I made sure I learned a lot from him. I wanted to know what they didn't pick. I realized that he was a man of style. He was a man of quality. He brewed no nonsense. And he understood the financial system very well. So he mentored me. I learned from him. The first opportunity came. One day, I was approached by a friend of mine who says that he knew some young boys my age who were thinking of starting a bank. Will I want? Yes, in their 30s. We were all 32, 33 years old. And I said to start a bank, he said, yes. They are looking for somebody to help them prepare the feasibility report to apply to Central Bank. And having worked at the Central Bank before, I seized on that opportunity. I said, oh, take me to them. I would like to do this report. To cut a long story short, I did the report. And they paid me. But I told them, I said, wait a minute. You guys wanted to start a bank. I want to join you. 
They said, well, you can't afford it. Do you have the kind of money that is required? I said, no, maybe not now, but take me in. I would like to, I will give it my best. And they said, okay, two of them. Late Mr. Tayo Adeniyoku and Mr. Fola Adeola, who later became the MD of the bank. And that was how I started raising the money, saving up for it, depriving myself of luxuries. You said, well, it was in my book. I was asked to pay 200,000 Naira. My annual salary was 35,000 Naira. So wow. it will look overwhelming to anybody. That where are you going to get this kind of money? But let's say you told me, open a savings account with me and start putting a part of your salary every month to that account. Look for any other way you can raise money. Within one year, because I was determined, this was my dream. Remember I told you, two years earlier on, when I started working with my chairman, I started dreaming of being a owner of a bank. And this was the first opportunity I had. And I made it. Not only I was able to invest in that bank, I also became the first employee of that bank. I was hired in senior management position. So I was enjoying the best of both worlds. I was working, earning salary, earning dividends, earning bonuses, and a shareholder. That is how to build wealth. And eight years down the line, after I rose to the level of assistant general manager, I left the bank. An opportunity came to acquire another brand new bank. And I teamed up with three other persons. And I was able to use the funds that I had you know, put together in Guarantee Trust Bank and my shareholding in the bank to buy into this new bank called Comment Marshall Bank. And I was made the managing director of the bank. At the time I was the managing director of the bank, I owed about 17% of the bank. So that's... So that, is that the same one that turned out to be First Atlantic? Yes, we changed the name immediately to First Atlantic. And after I left the bank, the bank merged with First Inland Bank and it later merged with FCMB. So, and I was managing director of that bank for four years. But the thing is this, you can be working, you can be an employee, you can be in the civil service and you can still make yourself a millionaire. All you need to do is learn the art, the art of wealth creation, acquire the knowledge, understand investing it's not complicating it's just a matter of mindset being determined and deprive yourself part of the rules of words that i explain in my book is what i call personal financial discipline a lot of us are not disciplined we are very wasteful in our ways we spend money wastefully we spend money lavishly we we put our money in ostentatious things that will not last. And these are what takes money away from the pockets of people. And then they start to lament that they are broke. They are not doing very well. Their salary is not enough, you know? And because they are not applying themselves properly. At the time you are growing in your life, you are in your young age, what you are doing is you are investing for the, for the future. You can invest in a business, you can start a business of your own and put all your resources there, or you can join with somebody else to invest in a business, or there are array of investment products out there, including real estate. But you have to deprive yourself, and you have to be focused, you have to be passionate about whatever you want to do. And over the years, you will see your wealth will build up gradually. Gradually. It's not an overnight thing. Take us into the book, sir. Let's let's explore the, the formula for wealth. I, I, I want to remind all our viewers who are watching us, either you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, or you're watching from Instagram, that His Excellency Otuma Femi Pedro is going to be launching his book online on Zoom. Am I right, sir? Yes, 5 p 7 p.m. tomorrow. 7 p.m. tomorrow. And all you have to do is to register online on this website. What is the website, sir? Let me post it. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't have it handy here. 
But I will, I will send it. On, yes, I will send it on before this program is over. Yeah. Actually, everyone, if you go to his Instagram page at Femi Pedro. Yes, you see there. Or, or my Twitter page at Femi Pedro. Or my Facebook page at Femi Pedro. You will see it there. Yeah. Absolutely. So the book, the book really is easy to read in very simple language. I chronicled my experience over the years. And I also chronicled what I read in so many other books. And I've had the opportunity to rub shoulder with the wealthiest in this society and outside Nigeria. I've studied them, their lifestyle, what made them tick, how to add the gods to where they are today. And this is what I've put in the book. And from all these experiences, I was able to, in chapter one, is what I call winners don't quit. Actually, what I did in chapter one is I just used a real life example of a Nigerian who started struggling as a young graduate, like any other person. And today is the owner of Slots, one of the fastest growing technology brands in Nigeria. And if you read the story, you will see some familiarity there. And this encapsulates everything about wealth creation. That was my chapter one. My chapter two is what I call wealth is freedom. And I try to explain what is meant by being wealthy. Wealth is different from money. Wealth is everlasting. It grows like an acorn tree if you nurture it very well. There, are, there is a class of products we call wealth instruments. Those are, those, these are assets that generate income for you that makes you worthy. Is, that, is the income derived from this instrument that makes you a worthy person. And we say worthy person. It's just basically, you know, if you are familiar with what is the Maslow hierarchy of needs, if you can satisfy your basic physiological needs, the basic need of shelter, you have a roof over your head, you don't have to worry about rent. The basic needs of transportation, you have a vehicle and you have opportunity to renew or replace that vehicle on a regular basis. You can take care of your health. You can take care of your education. And you can take care of people around you. That is basic financial security. You don't have to be a Dangote. You don't have to be a Matsugaba. You don't have to be a Femi or Tedela. At that basic level, you are okay. You are happy with yourself. You can take care of other people. And if you want to go beyond that, that is what I call financial independence which means that you have more than enough to give out on charity, to travel all over the world, to promote courses that you like, to fund your own election, to compete, to contest for public office. This is what I tell people. You want to go into politics. You first of all have to develop yourself, make your own wealth, create your own wealth outside before you venture into politics. If you venture into politics looking for money, you will waste your time. You will spend a lot of time chasing shadows and they will use you and you will be dumped unless you have somebody like a godfather who is going to pull you up. But if you are an established person, you have made a name, you have created work for yourself, you have gone into business, you have done very well. You walk into politics, they will embrace you. If you, don't, if you are not empowered, you can't make a change. You can't position yourself to be a change agent. It's only those who are empowered. I tell young people, don't jump into politics. They see people in politics, they say, ah, how do I become a politician? How do I make it like you? Before I became deputy governor, I was already a managing director. Have you been a managing director and you want to be, you want to jump the queue? You have to pay your dues. The, the, the sitting governor came from the corporate sector. We worked together and he spent many years, even in the public service, as a special advisor, as a commissioner, before he became governor. So it's not an overnight sensation. You have to position yourself so that you can be able to compete and contest. So basically, that is this chapter two. Chapter three dealt with the true face of poverty. I just explained there why people struggle. Somebody say an engineer 
well-read, well-educated, intelligent, talented. And all his life, he struggled financially. He, he got a good job. He's earning a good salary, probably earning 500000 a month. But he's never been able to make ends meet. There's no way you can make ends meet if you live on salary alone. It's not possible. You will remain poor. You can spend 30 years on that job and you retire penniless. So the only way out of it is either you decide that I'm going to deprive myself and start investing part of my income. By the time that investment begins to grow, more money in your investment account than you have made a salary in 30 years. Or you can begin to have a dream, have a passion for something and become an entrepreneur. And when you become an entrepreneur, it's just not a matter, it's not a matter of I want to start a business and I'm just jumping right into it. That's the mistake most people make. Or they get into money and, oh, okay, you are in public office and you are saying to yourself, okay, uh, when I leave this job, I want to have something to fall back on. So you just take money, you go and throw it into a business. You are throwing money away. You will lose the money. There's no way you can sustain that because you have no knowledge of entrepreneurship. It's a discipline on its own. People think that you can just start a business. You have to acquire the knowledge and learn it. That's chapter six of my book, Fundamentals of Entrepreneurship. And chapter five is the icing of the cake. That is the rules of wealth. I can take a whole day to take you through the rules of wealth. And it is these rules of wealth I want to turn into a movement. I want young people to begin to imbibe these rules right from the very young age, from age of 18 or 19. I want them to sing it in classroom, to begin to think about it. Before you leave secondary school, by the time you are in the university, you are already into it. You already know your path to wealth creation and you are prepared for it. By the time you're out of university, you are finishing your youth score, you are already set. You don't even need to start looking for jobs. You have already prepared yourself and positioned yourself. So this is the way, the pathway I want to create for young people. And that is why I've written this book. Your Excellency, the book is very timely. In particular, in this is where COVID-19 has affected a lot of people's finances, mm -hmm. and they, they really have no hope, or they're wondering what next, how are we going to move forward? But before I go into that, I have a few questions coming in. Um, let me respond. Maybe I have a lot of questions. I don't question. I will come back to your question after. I see all of you, either you're on uh, Instagram or your Facebook or YouTube. On YouTube. So let me oh, let me start. Your Excellency, what role as relationship and collaboration played in your own journey? Oh, a very significant role. How did you work, you know? Well, I've just told you the story of how I got to work with Otsubashi Bobimbalobu. The relationship I had with him has been very, very helpful. Has been very, very useful excuse me the relationship i had with him had been very very useful for me and at the time i worked with him i learned a lot from him i had a good relationship with my former bosses Fola Adeola and Tayo Adeoku and they were very very helpful and by the time i became a deputy governor with under Shuajibola met Mubu, i collaborated with him we worked very well as a team I learned a lot under him. He mentored me. And uh, we worked together very well. And we achieved a lot in four years that I worked together with him. Between 2003 and 2007, Lagos made giant strides. This was the period, don't forget, that President Obasanjo seized the funds of local government in Lagos State. And we survived it. We survived it for two and a half years. Heaven did not fall. And we were able to do that because of the dexterity in financial management of Ashiwa Jibola Metinubu and the team he put together. You know, so collaboration, cooperation is very useful. In fact, you cannot create wealth and you cannot make a success of out of your life if you don't, if you don't have support and help from people around you. That's what I wanted to 
Hello? Can you, I can't hear you again. Huh? Hello? Can you hear me, sir? Yes, I can hear you on this. Yeah, the Instagram camera is facing the floor for the other phone. Oh, okay. yes, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I'm holding the phone while I'm speaking. Maybe that's why. Why? Okay, I sir. I wonder what happened. Why is it not showing me? Is it? Is it? I still can't see your face, sir. It's showing your computer. Okay, I see. I know. I see the reason why. Now I can I see my face. Yes, I can see your face now, sir. <laughs> can, you me, can you give me a second? Let me just get a charger. Just one minute. Okay, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking to His Excellency Otumba Femi Pedro, the former Deputy Governor of Lagos State, former director in GTB, first MD of First Atlantic Bank, um, who has excelled dramatically in the public sector and also um, in the private sector. It brings a lot of knowledge that um, we can uh, learn from, and we're going to be hearing more from him uh, before we uh, wrap up this evening. I want him to speak to us about the book and uh, some of the content of the book. Tomorrow is the book launch. It's digital, it's virtual. Of course, you know that COVID-19 is here. And so there is um, the uh, the social distancing rule. He's also an experienced administrator. Um, um, he's going to read one or two paragraphs from the book for us in a brief, in a brief minute. Uh, please just bear with us as he sets up his... Um, its telephone uh, and charges its gadget so that we can uh, go ahead. Yes, Undo Diary, I see you. I'm going to take your question in a bit. Um, I've seen a few questions. Don't worry, Undo Diary, I'm coming back for you. I just want uh, His Excellency to tell us a bit more um, uh, about uh, the content of his book. And you must understand that the kind of conversations we're having here, what people will pay a lot to go and sit down at a conference to listen to. Uh, and so it's important that uh, you, you take as much as you can from this conversation. I am learning a lot. He said it is on back at 32. I'm saying to myself, what am I doing? You know, I, people think I've achieved a lot, but you know, there's a lot more that you can do. Uh, today, Biodun Donald is asking, is there a copy of the book? A copy of the book? Yes. We're going to give you that information in a brief minute when His Excellency is back. Uh, we're going to let yeah. you know where you can get a copy of the book. I'm back. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So I wanted to. So I've had a lot of questions coming in, but I'm going to hold on on that. Well, first, people want to find out uh, where can they get a copy of the book, and is there an online copy, digital copy they can buy? Um, yeah, you can respond to yeah. that. Sir. The book, the book is available online. Uh, the soft cover, hard cover, and the ebook on Amazon.com. It's available on Barnes and Noble. It's available on Apple, iPhone. It's available on AutoHouse Publishers, AutoHouse.com. And by next week, it will be available in Nigerian bookshops. CIBM in VI, CIBM Bookshop in VI, Quintessence in, in, in Ikoi, and a few other places. Uh, so all the areas you have, the books are, or in Lagos, or you have mentioned, there are whole areas of people already have wealth. We need the book in Ikeja, and in uh, Sul area, <laughs> <laughs> it be everywhere. You don't want I us will, to have wealth on the mainland. <laughs> I will make the book available in large number. Yes, sir. I will make the book available in large number. If Absolutely. I I want young people in schools to be able to have, to have the book in their libraries in Lagos. Yes, I want to speak about delayed gratification. You talked briefly about that. Um, uh, can you expound on that? You talk, I'm sure you, your book also covered delayed gratification. What do you mean by delayed gratification? Um, you talked about sacrifices. You want it now. So rather than buy that shirt, you are delaying your gratification. You are putting that money. That was how you were able to put that money to buy um, to, to buy shares in GTB, I believe, yes. and First yes. Atlantic Bank. 
Rather yeah, than buying car and spend money. Now it's very easy. The day you decide that you want to be worthy, then you will imbibe what I call personal and financial discipline. Mm. Once you take that to act, you have a goal and a vision. It's no longer the time that you take frivolous trip to Dubai or mm. go and enjoy yourself in Abuja or you sit in a nightclub and you drink four bottles of champagne and uh, you, you frolic around. No, mm. the serious part for you, where creation is serious. You know mm. that what you are doing today, you are going to enjoy them later on. The mm. time to frolic, the time to travel, junket all over the world, we come when you are worthy. I can sit mm. down now and try to visit anywhere in the world I like. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I will not bat an eyelid because I have mm. made sacrifices in the past. And this is what I tell people. I'll give you one example. When I was in the bank, they used to pay us bonuses. And I was mm. the day I was paid half a million naira bonus. This was mm. in the 90s. And I said to myself, wow, I want, I've always wanted to visit the south of Spain. Uh, this is the time for me to go on that trip. It was a salary weekend holiday. I called my wife. I said, get ready. We are going on a trip to south of Spain. I called my travel agency, buy me a ticket. And as I was leaving the office that day, my broker called me because I have an investment broker I do business with. And he said, hey, Femi, do you have money to spend? I said, what for? He said, I want you to go and buy Nestle shares. I said, buy Nestle shares. He said, yes. I said, wow, why? He said, well, if you buy it, you won't regret it. So I decided to follow his advice. I changed my mind. I didn't go to Spain again. I used that money to buy Nestle shares. The 500,000 Naira I spent on that Nestle shares turned to over 3.5 million Naira a year after. If I had gone, if I had gone to south of Spain, I would have finished that half a million Naira and I would have forgotten it after one week. I would have forgotten about it after one week. So that is the difference between wasteful expenditure, between frivolous spending. Dario, can you hear my example, or you want me to repeat it? No, no, I can hear you, sir. I can hear you clearly, sir. Yes. So that is the example that I just gave. And it's common mm. everywhere. You love that brand new car. You want to mm. ride a SUV because your friend is riding one. Mm. So you begin to borrow money from family, from friends, you know, gather money together to buy the SUV. The SUV is not, it's not going to create wealth for you. It's going to make you poorer. Mm. Hmm. So hmm. if you are committed to wealth creation, that's not where you should be spending your money. Hmm. That's hmm. not where you in your thirties, in your early forties, your focus should be investing, investing, investing. You can invest in yourself. You can invest in a business. You can invest in a company. You can invest in your own business as an entrepreneur. You are applying your money back and you are growing your wealth. So that the time will now come, your money works for you. You are not doing the work anymore. It's money that is now working for you and wealth is creating wealth for you. So this is the gospel truth. And this is what I want to spread and people to imbibe. Can you hear me? We are going off. I can't hear you again. Can you hear me, Hello, sir? Hello, Can you hear yeah, me, I can sir? hear you now. Excellent. I can hear you very well. Yes. Hey, I can't hear you again. I'm sorry. The, the internet is breaking off. Maybe it's from your hand. I can see you clearly. I can see you clearly on both my phone and my laptop. But I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can you? Yes, sir. I can, can hear you. Yeah, I think Let this one be stable. Oh, it's good. The internet went off. Yeah, sorry. About I, was, I was going to yeah. ask that, how do you start from nothing? Yeah. If you have no family, no friends, nobody to support you, where do you even have the first basic resources to create wealth? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> no, it's easy. If you read my book, I started from nothing. I grew up in Lagos Island 
with my grandmother who were very, very poor. Mm. Although I didn't know I was poor then because I was well fed, we were taken care of, and I lived in within the family house. But from there, I went to the boarding school. Mm. And I went there as a poor student. I experienced poverty, even in the boarding school. Mm. You will see the difference between poverty and wealth. The children mm. of the wealthy come to school with provision, with good clothes, and they buy their way with seniors. And they get away with so many things. The poor child who did not have provisions or things to share with the seniors was made to do hard work. Mm. You will run errands. And so you will see the difference between poverty and being wealthy. But the issue is this. Before you acquire the knowledge to turn mm. your poverty into wealth, that is the mm. day you buy your freedom. And mm. knowledge is power. It's that knowledge. If you don't have mm. that knowledge, you can't make that breakthrough. You will just yes, continue yes. to work. So a I'm person who has Hello? Okay. I'm, so you yes, have I'm ended the Okay. I am back on it now. There was a network okay. people weren't hearing us. So I'm waiting for you yeah. back on this. I'm here. I'm here already. I'm permanently here. Is the is the um Instagram that is off? Yes, sir. Please check my page on Instagram, sir. You should see my live. Okay. I, I should shut it down. No, no. If you check my page, sir, I think I, I went offline, but I'm back now. If you can see me. Yeah. yeah, I can't see you. I can't see you saying the video, live video ended. That's what it's uh, telling me. Okay, sir. If you can come back again online, sir. I'm back online. Ladies and gentlemen on Instagram, sorry, um, the, His Excellency is coming back online. I see the chairman of Ikoyo Balin did join the conversation. Thank you, Fuad Atodalawa. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chidima. Thank you, George Ali. His Excellency will join us back on Instagram now. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Thank you, George Ali. Yes, yeah. Excellency, back on Instagram now. Excellent. Um, Okay, yes, I see you, sir. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So I've sent the request. Okay. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I see, uh, Dio. Let me give yes, you opportunity. appointments, you know, and uh, they are going about it the wrong way. Politics is not a profession. You can't make you, can't give you the financial security you require for life. You cannot. Even if you are lucky, you get a good appointment and you earn good money. If you don't have the knowledge of wealth creation, you will waste the money. There are people who are there before you want ask them where they are now. They are penniless. People have been local government chairmen, commissioners, they are penniless now because they didn't have that knowledge of wealth creation. The knowledge is fundamental. They don't teach you in school. <coughs> they don't teach you in school. It's not something that you learn in university. You can have a PhD, you can have a BSc, whatever. You can be talented, intelligent. If you don't have that knowledge, you will struggle. You were talking about your background and how you started from nothing, lived in Lagos Island. Because the gentleman who has just joined us back now, yeah, you know, Dari said, oh, sir, everything you were saying is for those who have parents and all of that. No, so that is not correct. I'm just telling him, when I was in secondary school, at Amadia College, Agege, playing my, paying my school fees was a struggle. My grandmother would scratch everything she had and my dad before I could pay my school fees. So one day I asked my teacher, who was my house uh, teacher, and I said to him, what will it take for me to be rich, to be comfortable financially? He gave me an advice, which again was not a perfect answer, but he led me, he led me through the right path. He said, face your studies, do well in your examination, and gain admission to the university. So from that day, I was determined and because of that advice, I did very well in my A-levels, and I got a scholarship given to me by the Lagos State Government. At the time they were giving me scholarship, 
1974. I never knew that I would come back to serve the state as deputy governor. It was not even in my dream, in my widest dream. But they gave me that opportunity, and I was able to get myself educated. But that's not where I learned the formula for wealth. I learned the formula for wealth when I became an employee. And I now started changing my mindset. I started seeing wealthy people around me, and I decided to learn from them. I decided to, that was when I changed. The first rule of wealth I put in my book is having a positive wealth mindset. You, you said there's a difference. Let me give you an example, example, Dio. I asked three people, how long, will it, how, how long will it take you to buy a BMW? The first person said, ah, to buy one, I have to sell my car, I have to borrow money, maybe two, three years, maybe I will be able to make it. The second person said the same thing, maybe three, four, five years, I'll be able to make it. And the third person said, well, want to buy BMW, I have to go abroad and look for partners and look for people who can support me. And from there, I can be able to acquire BMW. So what does that mean? The first two persons were thinking of BMW, the car, and the third person was thinking of BMW, the company. So you can see the different mindset of two different people. One was thinking of the other one was thinking of a company. Somebody says, I want to open a shop. And he's thinking of a shop to sell his products. Another person is thinking, I want to have branches all over Nigeria. I want to expand. That's my vision. So they have two different dreams. If you dream big, you will make it big. If you dream small, you will make it small. It's just as simple as that. So these are things that I learned along the line while growing up in my career. I picked them up, I read many books, and I sharpened my skill in terms of learning the art and the science of wealth creation. I would like to know more, but I don't want to go too deep into the book so that people can have a reason to buy the book and to also come and online and uh, to the book launch tomorrow to hear more. But if I can touch one final part of the book, you said wealth is freedom. Can you expand on that for us, sir? What kind of freedom does wealth give you? That's the, wealth gives you the greatest freedom on that. <laughs> freedom to do whatever pleases you. Freedom to carry your bag and say, I want to go on holiday. Freedom to buy a private jet if you can afford it. Freedom mm. to send your children to the best schools in the world. Mm. Freedom to, you know, freedom to, to uh, sponsor a good cause. Mm. Freedom to promote a good cause. Mm. Freedom to aspire to public office. Mm. Freedom to have money to bankroll yourself. You don't have to rely on somebody else. Mm. Do you understand? That is why. Yes, absolutely, sir. Freedom mm. to take out your head. Mm. Freedom to take out your head. Freedom to sponsor people around you, make other people happy. Freedom to mm. give to charity. That is where it is freedom. This mm. is the ultimate for anybody. And you tell yourself, you don't want to come to this world, struggle financially, and just die on song. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. You want to survive possibly. You want to leave a legacy behind. You want to do great things. You can't do mm. anything great if you don't have money. Mm. You cannot mm. have a vote in this country if you have not acquired wealth. I'm not talking mm. about those who are... Let me tell you something. We talk mm. about corruption. Look at the history of Nigeria. People that have been in public office. Most people that have been in public office. Can you hear me? Yes, I can I hear you very clearly, sir. I'm off again on Instagram. Yes, I'm coming back on it on Instagram. But we are hearing you on YouTube. I see my oh, colleague yes. on the board, permanent board member of Subair, Mrs. Ali doing watching as well. Thank you so much, ma. So, so Dio, look at yes, the history sir. of Nigeria. Look at those who have been in public office since independence. We know mm -hmm. the years of the military regime and then the years of civilian regime from 1999 mm -hmm. to date. How many of them? After they left office, have erected something that you can count on. Mm. I mean, mm. 
All the billions and trillions of naira and dollars they have acquired, what have they mm. done with it? Ninety percent mm. of them have gone broke. Mm. Mm. They have gone mm. broke. Many mm. of them who have passed on, there is nothing to write home about. Mm. Do you understand? So it's yes, not sir. about money. That's it's that's a mindset. It's, no, it's not about money. It's how you use money to mm. create wealth. Mm. How you use the money money to create wealth. That is mm. the key thing. If you create wealth, it's long-lasting. It's everlasting. You build a lasting legacy that outlives you. Your mm. children and children's children will meet it there. Do you understand? Mm. Absolutely, it's a sir. It's a monument. If you mm. have money, money is liquid. It mm. evaporates. It's like putting water in a bucket and put it under the sun. After a few days, it will dry up. So that is the I difference. And that is the difference between riches and wealth, if I'm right. There's, there's riches and there's wealth. That is the exact difference. That is the exact <laughs> you, use, you use wealth. You use hmm. wealth to grow wealth. Hmm. Do you understand? Money so what do you do with grow. riches? Riches is wealth. Hmm. It is money that is different from riches. Do you understand? Hmm. If I yes, give sir. you... If so, for somehow, for some reason, one billion lands in your account today, you are not Amen. rich, you are not wealthy. You have money. Do you understand mm. that? You have money. Yes, sir. That mm. one billion can go in a matter of weeks. Will disappear mm. in a matter of weeks. Do you understand? Mm. Like yes, you sir. buy a house, you buy some vehicles, you give money to somebody, you help somebody, yeah, the money will go. Mm. You find yourself nothing. Mm. But if you Use that money to create wealth, and you have the knowledge, mm. and you follow the right path. The rules mm. of wealth is a word of is a word of difference. Well, what kind of wealth instrument do young people look at in, in the in the world of today? In particular, bearing in mind the kind of volatile economy that the world experiences. Say, it's very simple. If you earn fifty thousand naira a month, if you set aside ten thousand naira. And you start buying equities. Let's start from there. Nigeria has a stock exchange. It's not the perfect market in this world, but it's there. It's there. You get a broker, they give you a good advice. You start putting that money aside. Or you Would you take over that over real estate, sir? No, real estate is part of it. But if you are starting small, you can buy real estate with 50,000 naira salary. Do you understand? Mm. But you yes, have to build to a point where you are now ready to buy real estate. Real estate is the best investment. It's in chapter eight of my chapter seven of my book. I had so mm. many pages of real estate. How you can you can even start if you want to be a real estate investor? I put it there mm. to help you. Fantastic. But it's not something you can just jump into. You can just say, "Oh, I have money now." To real estate you will lose money you don't you don't understand the real estate market you don't understand the real estate business you will lose money you will lose money there is no way you can survive if you are you going to real estate and you don't understand it uh, do you have a do you have a copy of the book there sir if you can read us a paragraph from the book maybe virtually or on your hand or something it'd be nice I, to hear a I can read you a paragraph from the book. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, let's, let's, let me read uh, an interesting paragraph. Let me read paragraph two. You asked a question about wealth. Yes, sir. Wealth, what chapter is that? Chapter two. Chapter two. Chapter wealth two. means, yes, wealth means freedom. It starts mm. with this quote by Robert Kiyoki. It's not how much money you make. But how much money you keep, how mm. hard it for you, and how many mm. generations you keep it for. That's the first quote. The second quote by Edward Young, Avebach concluded that wealth is a state of mind and that anyone can acquire a wealthy state of mind by thinking rich thoughts. And then I start the chapter. Wealth is defined as a state of being rich or materially prosperous. It is synonymous with affluence 
well-being, and luxury. Wealth produces a feeling of empowerment, security, and being in control of one's destiny. It makes people feel alive and in charge. Wealth or the absence of poverty, which is a state or condition in which a person lacks the financial resources and essentials for a minimum standard of living, is one of the most fundamental aspects of human freedom. Wealth, wealth means different things to different people. For some, it means a quiet and comfortable life, free from any worries. For others, it's an opportunity to touch lives and make an impact on society. Think of Bill Gates and his globally, globally influential foundation. For mm. most people though, wealth is simply an opportunity to live a purposeful life. Nothing beats being able to afford anything you need or want. Travel mm. anywhere you wish without worrying about the cost and mm. being able to support the people or countries that you are passionate about. Mm. Most people desire to be wealthy and live a purposeful life. But only a few are ever able to achieve this. A hmm. major reason for it is ignorance about wealth creation. Hmm. Creating wealth is methodical, deliberate, and intense process. It requires knowledge, purpose, tenacity, determination, and patience. The true measure of wealth is your net worth, hmm. measured by the total value of wealth instruments you own. Wealth instruments can be in the form of real estate, quoted equity, bonds, shares, private ownership of business, real gems, real artworks, and anything of value that can be traded or sold in the open market anywhere in the world. Mm. Wealth instruments have a more enduring value than money. Real mm. wealth is the income generated from these wealth instruments. If you own a wealth instrument such as real estate, your wealth is in the rent you receive or the proceeds of sale from sale of real estate. Likewise, if you own, if you own equities, your wealth comes from dividends and capital appreciation. Owning an expensive house, exotic car, or a costly furniture does not necessarily make you wealthy. This asset income. They simply add to your expenses due mm. to maintenance and insurance costs. If a person comes into large amounts of money by mm. winning a lot or through inheritance or through some other windfall gain, the person is rich in cash but is mm. not worthy. He or she mm. can simply be described as someone with a lot of money. Some people soon realize that money is liquid. If uninvested, mm. Do recklessly, money loses its value or completely vanishes over time. So that mm. is a part of chapter three that I've just read for you. Wow. And, uh, wow. If I, I, mm. I wish I could have the whole day to continue. <laughs> but uh, let me just stop there. So, Dion, any more questions? Any more question? Any more question? Hello? 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 Can you see me, sir? Yes, sir. I'm here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sir. So, yeah, the internet again. Michael yeah. Goje said, net worth plus actual wealth instrument. Um, another, another of our viewers said, a really great book, Wealth, the example of Bill Gates, touching lives. I love Jeremiah Babalaya said, there's no way you can survive in a business you don't understand, Femi Pedro. Um, Tunde Donald Abiodun says, can you display the book? For us to see virtually, I think His Excellency was reading a virtual copy. So, but if you yeah, join online tomorrow, yes, if you join online tomorrow, yes. you can see the book online. Go to my pages at Femi Pedro on Twitter, at uh, Femi Pedro on Instagram, Femi Pedro on Facebook. You will see the Every, copy of the book there. 
everyone i'm asking that you kindly go to his excellency's page and also share it to your to your contact uh, my point exactly what you said is my what i took away from the paragraph that his excellency read owning wealthy furnitures materials doesn't make you wealthy o owning expensive furnitures and camera doesn't make you wealthy cars houses and furnitures no matter how expensive they are, it's not a true sign of wealth. Thank you so much, Your Excellency. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been speaking to His Excellency, the former Deputy Governor of Lagos State, Otumba Femi Pedro. I have seen that in another light. I met him. I, I, I had gone to address the ESCO and His Excellency as the Deputy Governor was in the Chamber of the ESCO. Although a lot of us know him as a politician, today I have had another insight into the uh, economist Otumba Femi Pedro. And I believe that many of us should go and get a copy of that book. I want to get that book because I also want to be wealthy. I want to have a private jet. I want to, you know, make, you know, <laughs> Lego money, you know, good money. I want to live in a ranch with horses and stable, uh, you know, I want You are on the right path. I believe you have your business. You are doing it very well. What you need now to learn is the fundamentals of entrepreneurship. How you can now scale this business to a level where you, you grow. And you you will create wealth, raise a lot of revenue, and expand the business. That's all you need. Yeah, excellent. Sorry, so I'm finally back. I've changed my internet. Okay, no problem. Let's round up. Let's round up. We have to do something about the internet service. Now that everybody is going on Zoom, um, it's becoming a, an issue for everybody. I pay a lot for my internet service, but I don't get a good service at all, and I'm not happy about it. We really need to do something about our... Yeah. Sean. Sorry about that. It's really poor. Something else. Okay. Yeah. It's really poor. Sorry. Is it from you or from me, Dio? Is this problem from you or from me, Dio? Dio, is this problem from you or from me? <clears throat> hmm. 
Dayo, is this problem from you or from me? Huh? Oh, wow. It's a pity. I can't hear you. Can you hear I me now, speak. sir? I can hear you now. Is this yes, problem think, from me? I think it's from my hand. Moyolua says it's from my hand. Because I think okay. that people at home can see you, but it's from okay. my side. I think it's because okay. of the weather and it's raining. But like you said at the okay. beginning, we need to do something about the internet in Nigeria. Okay. And we need, you know, maybe time we, we, we build 5Gs. That's, that's an investment opportunity for people who can be creative. Uh, that's an investment opportunity. Absolutely. That's going to be a lot of money in telecommunication. And you absolutely. can't do it, do it alone. You can gather together 10 of you and say you want to invest, invest in internet service. And you can scrape money together. But you try to understand the business very well. That's the way to go. Uh, we're very grateful for your time. Um, we're very grateful for your time, sir. Thank you so much for your excellency. We look forward to joining you tomorrow. And also, I am. I hope you have registered.